Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Why don't we turn in our Bibles to Psalms chapter 23. Amen. Psalms chapter 23. Amen. We've all read this passage of Scripture. Amen. Many of us probably have it memorized. Amen. It's a very comforting Scripture. Amen. It's a very wonderful Psalm of David. David's confidence in the grace of God. Psalms chapter 23 and verse number 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And verse number 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Could we say that last part together? My cup runneth over. One more time. My cup runneth over. Amen. I want to preach for a few moments on this Sunday morning on that simple thought. My cup runneth over. Amen. Could we set our Bibles aside for a moment and ask the Lord to talk to us, to prepare our hearts for His Word. Lord, we thank You for everything that You've done, Jesus. We thank You for Your Spirit and power. We thank You for Your presence, Lord. I'm asking You today that You would anoint my lips of clay, God, that You would speak through me, God. I pray You would anoint every heart and every mind here today, God, to become receptive to the Word of the Lord. God, I pray that you would use us, Lord. I pray you would move us forward in this year, Lord, from the onset of this, this year, Lord, in our church. God, I pray, Lord, for a Holy Ghost power. I pray that your Spirit would fall in this place today. Let the Holy Ghost have its way in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. Psalms chapter 23. Amen. Is uh, like we were saying, it's a scripture that's been read. Uh, perhaps you've heard it read or you've read it yourself in hospital rooms or people's uh, bedside as they're dealing with a, uh, a fatal illness. And we read it for comfort. And in this Psalms chapter 23, the uh, psalmist David begins to depict what it is to serve the Lord. Uh, the benefits of serving the Lord and the things, the ways in which that God takes care of his people. Uh, he starts out with the Lord is my shepherd. And we're not going to go uh, in depth on every verse in this chapter, but uh, to prepare the groundwork for today. Amen. He starts out with identifying the Lord as the one that is watching over my life. The Lord is my shepherd. And when he's my shepherd, uh, there's nothing that I have want for. Amen. In other words, he provides all of my needs. He makes a way for me and he leads me beside. Uh, he makes me to lie down in green pastures, leads me beside the still waters. It's a uh, the pictures painted of a very uh, peaceful, serene scene in life as the shepherd is there. And there's a security of having the shepherd watch over you and he's leading you in its peaceful times. Uh, there's places for sustenance, the green pastures, there's the still waters it's the beautiful scenery that the psalmist David depicts. And it's not just for the outward man, but when you're serving God and he's leading you, there's also 
there's also sustenance for the inward man. Uh, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He's making a way for his people, not just to be physically blessed, not just to be financially blessed. That's not the point of it all. But the point of it all is for the inward man. God wants to take care of what's on the inside of us today. Amen. God wants to make a way for somebody in this place today. And even though you may go through times in life which seems like it's the valley of the shadow of death. Amen. There's been uh, commentators describe the valley of the shadow of death was a particular place uh, in Israel where, amen, people would have to pass by. The travelers would have to pass by. And it was this particular valley where there was robbers that would encamp out. And as travelers would come by with their goods, the robbers would inevitably uh, pounce upon them and try to destroy them and take their goods and kill them. And that was the valley of the shadow of death. You did not want to go and do through that pathway. Uh, but even though you would walk there, amen, the Bible says, the psalmist said, I'll fear no evil for thou art with me. Amen. God walks with us. He He's there with us, beside us every step of the way. And when he's with us, there's no fear. For perfect love casts out fear, the Bible says in another passage of Scripture. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. There's, uh, there's commentators who tell us that one particular instrument there, the rod, was used for correction. It was used to, to hit the sheep and to cause them to go in a particular direction. And the staff was there uh, with that hook on the end to to reach around the sheep by the neck or by the leg and begin to pull them inward. One was used for, for correction. One was used to draw the sheep inward. One was used to draw them. And the scripture continues, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And this is what I want to focus our attention on for a few moments this Sunday morning. Amen. The, the story shifts right here uh, to a, a different type, a different picture uh, in verse number 5, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And the picture shifts from not just being a, a, a sheep uh, being led by a shepherd, but to from being, from being a sheep to, at this particular juncture in Scripture, to being perhaps a fugitive or someone that has enemies that are after you, or people that uh, have come against you, or different scenarios and situations that come against you. And in this particular passage of Scripture, there's... There's allusion to a table that is prepared, amen, a table that's not just thrown together, amen, when God begins to think about your life and God begins to prepare something for you, he's not throwing stuff together, things are not just, as you may think, falling into place, but God has strategically put some things into your life, and God has led you down a specific path for a specific reason, and Brother Terrence, God has prepared some things for your life today, God's prepared some things for Sister Didi's life, God's prepared some things for Sister Monica's life. And for many others that are in this place, God has prepared this service for your life today. He's prepared a table before us. And it's not just any type of situation, but this is a table in the presence of your enemies. Amen. This is a table in the presence of your enemies. It's one thing, amen, to eat a beautiful supper with your meal, uh, with your family in the in the course in the in the place of your home. But it's another thing to know that there's people that are after you, and and they're doing their very best to destroy you, to take you down. Whether it be the past mistakes of your life that haunt you, and they're trying 
to hold you back or whether it be the current situation that you're facing uh, that's trying to throw you off course or whether it's the future that you're worried about on this Sunday morning. I'm, I'm not sure how I'm going to get through. Whatever the enemies are in your life, God can cause you to sit down at a table in the presence of your enemies. Your, your enemies can look at your life. They can see what is happening in your life, but they cannot touch you. And God wants to paint a picture Amen. On this Sunday morning that there is a place in your life that God wants to set you down at a place he's prepared for you. And God wants somebody to know that the, the devil and the enemy in your past cannot touch you in your present situation because he is your shepherd. And he's watching over your life and he will prepare a table in the presence of your enemies. And the scripture continues. Thou anointest my head with oil. And God wants to put His oil in our lives. That oil of anointing. That oil of His Spirit. And when that oil is poured out on your life. Amen. You will find that your cup runs over. Amen. This situation in verse number 5 is a depiction of the Lord's guests. Amen. When you go to, uh, or perhaps you invite someone to your home. And you say, well, this this Friday night, we're going to have the halls over the house. And we're going to prepare a beautiful table. You can guarantee if somebody, for the most part, they invite you over their house, they're not just going to go pick up Chinese food, but they're probably going to make something from scratch. They're going to prepare something. They're going to, they're going to say, well, I'm going to show him that I got a good recipe down. This is my grandma's recipe. It's been passed down gener generation to generation. And you're going to make sure... Hey, I want you to clean the carpets. I want you to clean the windows. I want you to prepare everything. Make sure there's not dirt on the ground. There's not crumbs all over the kitchen floor. Uh, it, the, everything is swept and clean and tidied up. You made your bed. You prepared this place because you've got guests coming into town. And this is a depiction of the Lord's guest. When you're a guest at his house. Amen. God takes care of his people. And this morning I would remind us that we are in the Lord's house. Amen. This is a place of worship, a place of refuge. Amen. And God is going to move to this place today. Uh, one commentator described verse number five as a desert scene, if you will. A hot, panting fugitive fleeing for his life, pursued and hunted by the forces of a fierce revenge. And at last he touches the tent rope of a desert man. And now he is a guest. And a guest, according to uh, biblical customs in the times a guest uh, was safe in the home of that person that he was guest of. Such is the undimmed glory of Arab hospitality. To injure a guest is, to, is the mark of the deepest depravity. Amen. Such is the desert symbol in the text. Amen. When you have a guest at your home. Amen. It is your responsibility to, to protect your guests at all costs. Nobody's going to come in and mess with your guests. And if they attempt to, it's, it's the lowest of depravity. It's, it's debased. It's not the right thing to do. It's, uh, it's looked down upon. And such is uh, the story that we're reading about today. It, there's, there's some allusions to uh, the, the Middle Eastern hospitality that to injure a guest is a mark of deepest depravity. When you're in the house of the Lord, God looks to keep his hands upon you. That's why, amen, the psalmist could say, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple, because it's in the house of God 
that I find safety, that I find security. It's in the house of the Lord. Amen. That God is watching over my life. That God is preparing. Amen. God is making a way for me. God is taking care of me. Amen. The soul is a fugitive, as this commentator writes, in, in flight across the plains of time. The soul is pursued by enemies which disturb its peace and threaten its destruction. Amen. I don't know how many times you may have faced things in your life where you, your peace was threatened, your safety uh, was threatened, uh, and it was, it was imposed upon you, destruction of your life. I don't know how many times in my life I thought, amen, I don't know if I can make it through this situation. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, but God, amen, I may have been in my mind a long time ago, I'm going to get back to my knees before the Lord. I'm going to get back to the house of the Lord. Amen. It's so important that we realize the safety that's in the house of the Lord. Amen. We sing about joy in the house of the Lord. Freedom reigns in the house of the Lord. But on this Sunday morning, God wants to move again in the house of the Lord. Amen. God wants to help somebody in this place today. Amen. God wants to make sure that you don't leave the same way you came. That you don't have to look at 2018 with the lens of fear and doubt and insecurity. But God wants you to know, amen, that if you'll stay, if you'll remain in the house of the Lord, there is safety, there is security, there is prosperity in His house. What are these enemies that chase the soul across the waves of time? One of them is the sin of yesterday. Amen. Sometimes it seems like the sin of yesterday is something that we cannot seem to get away from. We can't seem to erase the thought, the memory of, of past sins and we feel regret and shame. Amen. Whatever comes against you. Amen. Those enemies, they have to stand down and they have no authority over your life. Amen. The sins of yesterday, if they're under the blood of the Lamb, you don't have to worry about them. Amen. Taunting you and saying, what about this, Brother Nathan, when you're out in sin and you messed up? Amen. You can respond. The blood of Jesus is against you. Amen. I'll eat a table in the presence of my enemies. Amen. My past cannot dictate my current situation. Amen. The present situation cannot dictate my worship before the Lord. Amen. And it's in the presence of my enemies. Amen. That I'll find. Amen. Sustenance before the Lord. The sin of yesterday and the temptation of today. Sometimes he approaches us in deceptive deliberateness. Sometimes the enemy comes against your life with temptations, with different things. Sometimes his advance is so stealthy that in a moment you're caught in a snare. Amen. The enemy would come against you in many different directions. Sometimes it's the sin of yesterday, the temptation of today. And sometimes it's what awaits you tomorrow. But it's in the Lord our God. Amen. In the Lord our God is the fugitive's refuge. In the Lord our God we are secured against the destructiveness of our yesterdays, the menaces of today, and the darkening fears of tomorrow. We are his guests. Amen. It's my intention, amen, that all the days of my life, no matter when I get older, amen, no matter when I grow older and things transpire in my life, I've made up my mind a long time ago that I want to stay in the hands of God. I want to live for God all the days of my life. Amen. I made a commitment. I made a conscious choice, Brother Mike, that no matter what happened in my life, I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to give Him everything that I've got. And when I, when I remain true to that 
sacrifices and he makes a way. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He prepares a table before us. He has it carefully and readily provided for us. His table is not spread with anything that just came next to hand, but prepared and prepared before him. Amen. God has a plan for your life, Brother Noah. God's got a plan for your life, Brother Marcel. He's got a plan. He's making a way. He's preparing something. But it's when we get in his house, it's when we get in his presence and we begin to discover the things that God has in store for our lives. Amen. That we begin to see, amen, the provision that God has for us. Amen. Psalms chapter 23 and 5. Amen. That refers, my cup runneth over. Amen. Jehovah, God, supplies his servants' needs in the midst of conflict. The table spread in the sight of the enemy is more is a more signal token of care and power than the green pastures are. Life is not only just a journey and effort, but it, there's conflict, amen, in life. Amen. How many can say amen to that? There's conflict in life. It's not easy peasy. It's not easy believism. It's not just a bed of roses. It's not always easy living for God. Sometimes there's conflict. Sometimes there's people that come against you. Sometimes there's people that rub you the wrong way. Sometimes there's, there's things that come against you. And it is possible not only to have seasons of refreshment interspersed in the weary march, but to find a sudden table spread by the same unseen hand which holds back your enemies, who look on with grim eyes, powerless to intercept the sustenance or disturb your indulgence in the blessings of God. Amen. There is times in the season of life, amen, that God says it's time right now that I show my power in your life. It's time right now that I display my power in your life. I'm going to show you that I've got the power to silence your foes, to silence your enemies. Amen. The doubters and the naysayers that come against your life. Amen. God has the ability to show his power in your life. Amen. Where everything that comes against you has to stand down. Amen. Because you made a conscious choice. I'm going to give him everything. I'm going to get myself. I'm going to drag my old carcass back to the house of God. I'm going to find my place of refuge before the Lord. And God will show you if you get in his presence. If you get in the house of the Lord. Amen. God will hold your foes at bay. And God will bless you. And God will cause your cup to run over. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's no scanty meal that wants God's soldiers under such circumstances. It's not some scant meal. It's not just some sparse meal. Amen. That God has prepared for His people. Amen. I want to tell you today in 2018, God doesn't just have little plans for this church and for your family, but God has great plans of abundance for your life. Amen. I'm not just preaching. I'm not preaching some prosperity doctrine, but I'm preaching to you the will of God. Amen. God wants to bless His people, and God wants to pour His Spirit out in your families. Amen. God wants to do it to the point that you don't just walk out of this church and say, well, I got a little touch of the Holy Ghost, but God wants it to be in 
Spirit out in your families. Amen. I'll tell you that the Holy Ghost is not just for mom and dad. It's not just for grandma and grandpa. It's not just for the preacher behind the pulpit. But it's for whosoever will. It's for the young people. It's for the children. It's for the older people. It's for people of every walk of life. Amen. God wants it to be that you would say, when you leave this house, my cup runs over. I'm so full. I'm beyond full. God has filled my cup. The reason for not just a full cup, but a running over cup. Is because God doesn't intend it just to be for you, Brother Tim. But He wants it to be for your neighbors, for your friends, for your co-workers. Brother Miguel, God wants it to be for your neighbors, for your family. He wants it to be in your life a cup run over. Amen. I've got enough Holy Ghost in me this morning. Amen. That I, I've got so much Holy Ghost in me this morning that I can just be a blessing to somebody else. I can lay hands on somebody and they're going to feel God because the Holy Ghost runs over in my life. It runs over and that is the will of God. Hallelujah. It's not some scant meal that God has in store, but it's a banquet accompanied with signs of festivity. The head anointed with oil in the cup, which is fullness. Amen. God has prepared some grand things in store for this church, for your families, for my life. Amen. There's scriptures in the word of God, Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Amen. You may come here this morning and say, I just want to touch from God. I just need a little bit to get me through Monday. And then I'll be okay for Monday night prayer. And then a little bit more on Monday. But it's the will of God that he, amen, above and beyond what you ask or think. God wants to fill you so full of the Holy Ghost this morning that everybody in your world will look at your life and say, what is that spilling out from your life? I want what you have. I want what you have. Hallelujah. 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 I mean, I believe this year in service after service, it can be that somebody gets the Holy Ghost with speaking in tongues. Amen. I'm going to keep preaching it all year long. It's my desire to see the children in the altar with their hands uplifted and God filled with the Holy Ghost. To see young people in the altar with their hands uplifted, giving their lives to God. And God kills them with the Holy Ghost. Amen. I was 11 years old when I got baptized. And 12 years old when I got the Holy Ghost. And God can do it for me. God can do it again. In 2018, God can do it all over again. He can do it all over again. Hallelujah. God can feel and God will feel. God wants to feel some children, some young people with the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's the will of God. It's for everybody. You say, well, I've already got the Holy Ghost, Pastor. I've already spoken tongues. That's good. Get a renewing of the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen. Get full of the Holy Ghost again. Amen. Is your cup full and running over? Or is it a little bit empty this morning? Are you running on fumes this morning? Amen. Is there more that God has in store for your life? Absolutely. There's more that God has in store. But so many times we, if we're not careful, we've become content with just a little bit. Amen. I just came to church. I felt a little bit good. And that's enough for me. Let's me know I'm okay with God. Amen. Let's me know that I'm not a reprobate yet. God hasn't forgotten about me. Good. 
But what about those that say, I want a full cup? I want to run it over. I want to, I want to cry and snot and, and wail. And I want, to, I want to mess up my hair. I want to get lost in His presence. I want a cup that runs over. Amen. I want a running over cup. Amen. That passage of Scripture, my cup runneth over. Literally is my cup is abundance. My cup is abundance. Amen. My cup is abundance. I want to have... Amen. What is on the outside of our building? Abundant life. Amen. I want to have what's on our our church one of days. Abundant life. Amen. We call ourselves Abundant Life Center. Amen. It's imperative that we experience on a regular basis that we truly have abundant life. Amen. We've got to have abundant life. Amen. There's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than being called abundant life. And our lives are anything but abundant. Amen. I want to get a hold of God. I want to see God bless me. I want to see God move in my life. And I want to experience abundant living. Hallelujah. In every area of my life. In every area of my life. Hallelujah. My cup is abundance. Our cup of natural blessing. Amen. Is not simply sufficing. I want a spiritual blessing from God. You probably experienced it before. You thought, man, I really want to get this piece of furniture in my house. I'm looking forward to it. I really want this car. I really want this raise on my job. Everything's going to be so much better. And if the Lord wills it, and you've experienced it, you've got it, you're thinking, cool. And then you're thinking, okay, what's next? Well, I really want to have this now. I really want to have that. And then that happens. Uh, I really want to have this now. I really want to have that. It's not suffice. It does not suffice. It does not meet the need. It's redundant. It's shallow. But the the thing that I'm talking about today, my cup runs over, is something that's deep on the inward parts. Amen. That you find a place to pray. And you say, God, I want more of you. God, I want to have a full cup this morning, tonight, this afternoon, whatever time of day it is, you pray. God, I want to have something that is goes beyond the natural, goes beyond the physical, goes beyond the material and the financial. I want a spiritual blessing from you. I want abundant life on the inward side of me. It was never the plan of God just to rescue us from the predicament of sin, but to save us overflowingly. It was never the plan of God to just simply deliver you from alcoholism or deliver you from drug addiction or deliver you from cigarettes or deliver you from from promiscuity or from pornography or whatever it would be. But it's the will of God not just to save you from that, but it's the will of God to save you overflowingly. Amen. That God would bless you. That God would use you. That God would anoint you. That God would cause you to be a blessing to future generations. Amen. Not just save you from your sin, but there from your sin. God wants to lift you up. And God wants to use your life to bring the gospel to the world around you. Hallelujah. Let's worship Him. Let's praise Him. God, I want all this year to be a year of my cup running over. My cup of abundance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. It's not, and I'll reiterate, it's not so we can get richer and, and, and just indulge in everything. But it's so that there's enough excess in our lives that we can be a blessing to somebody else. Why is it so important that i got to come to the altar every service, pastor, and pray? Because I want to make sure that when you leave this place, you don't just got enough for you, but you got enough that's extra running over for somebody else out there. Amen. You say, I don't need to go to the altar, pastor. I've already prayed before church. You're missing the point. you got enough for you. You need enough for somebody else. That's why we come to the altar time after time, shame for sinner, and we say, God, fill me up again. Let it overflow in my life. That I might be a blessing to my world. God, that I might lay hands on my daughter. That I might lay hands on my neighbor and pray for them and watch God heal them and watch God win the relationship because I didn't come to church and just get enough for me, but I got enough for somebody else out there. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why, amen, additionally, it's important when God blesses you, amen, whether it be the financial nature, you're thinking this is great, life's going to be a whole lot easier. And I imagine it is. Amen. You should make it a point when God gives me a raise, I'm going to give him a raise. I'm going to give more to him. I'm going to further the gospel. Amen. God's given you abundance that you might be an abundant blessing to the church, to the kingdom of God, to the work of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't look for just increasing your time, but say, can I increase my offerings? Can I give a little bit more to God? Can he use me to be a giver? Can he use me to have a cup that runs over in every area of my life and I'll give it back to him? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The psalmist prayed, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. What is whiter than snow? Amen. What is whiter than snow? We have white clouds, flowers, foam shells, but in the whole realm of nature, it's been said nothing is whiter than snow. God can touch your life and make you pure and clean from any, anything that would try to tarnish your life, anything that would try to intercept the blessings of God. God has the ability to make your life clean and to make your life beautiful. Not just free from contaminants. When God sets out to save your soul, God doesn't just set out to just deliver you, like I said, from alcoholism or for drug addiction. But God saves you and he wants to make you a beautiful testimony. Amen. God doesn't just make you clean, but he wants to make you whiter than snow. The most purest of white that's out there. God wants to make you clean. Amen. God wants to make you whole. And God wants to give you a cup that runs over. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some men's cups. Some men's cups. Never run over, though. Some men's cups never run over because they're taken to the wrong source. Amen. You can't pray, God, help me to have a full cup. When there's cracks all throughout your life, God blesses you on a Sunday morning. God fills with His Spirit. You go home and turn on the television. 
pick up a magazine, and the cracks begin to make their way to that vessel of your life. And you begin to see that spiritual blessing begin to slip away to the cracks in your life. God begins to want to move in your life, and we, we allow cracks. We, we, we go home, and, and we blow up at our spouse, or we blow up on our children, or we just, whatever happens, and, and the cracks begin to make, make their way into our lives, and we begin to lose the blessings of God. You, also, you can't be full of God's Spirit when you're full of the world. Amen. It's in order to have a cup that runs over, amen, you've got to make sure, hey, my cup is clean. Amen. My cup it has not been filled up with every, every ideology of the world, everything that the world has thrown my way, but my cup, it, it is, it's clean, it's, it's empty, and I want God to fill me up. I, I don't want God to have to push out all the worldliness in my life that He can fill me up, but I want God to look at my life and say, I can move in that empty vessel. He's repented of His sins. He's cleaned out His ways. He's removed all the things, all the weights and the sins. Amen. Now I can move in His life. Now I can fill Him up because because I'm not being challenged by the elements of the world it is in his life. Amen. But God wants to see somebody's cup full and running over. Amen. And not, not allowing the cracks to relate to your life. Where the blessings slip out on Sunday afternoon or Monday morning or whatever time of the week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. It's not just a full cup. As we may mention. But it's a cup that runs over. And that indicates abundance. John 10 and 10 says. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life. And that they might have it more abundantly. God wants to do abundant work in our lives. And it's going to come when we connect to that source of life in our lives, that source of strength. Amen. That abundant life is going to come when you, you find your way back to your knees on a Monday night or a Tuesday afternoon or, or a Wednesday morning and you say, God, I want to get connected again to that source of life. I want that, I want that abundance that the preacher's talking about. I want that abundance in my spiritual walk with God. Amen. John 4 and 14, Whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Amen. What I'm talking about today is a well of living water on the inside that springs forth into everlasting life. Amen. You say, I can't get to the church house on a Monday night for prayer because I live too far or I'm busy or whatever else. Find a place to pray. Find a place before God and say, God, you said it would be in me, God. A well spring of living water springing forth. Right now, God, I want that spring of life to come forth from my life. I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I want your spirit to move in my life. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. It's got to be in you. It's got to be in you. A well of water springing up. A well that never, that never runs dry. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Amen. I would tell everybody in this place today, if you haven't received the Holy Ghost of speaking in tongues, it's for you today. Amen. If you haven't spoken in tongues in a long time, it's for you today. Amen. This spake he of the Spirit. Amen. That he that believeth on me as the Scripture has said. Amen. It's as the Scripture hath said. It's not just simply making your way to the altar and saying, I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And now I'm saved. As the Scripture hath said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And there's scripture that tell us about the Holy Ghost, amen, and how that's, uh, that's uh, the evidence of our belief, that's the evidence of our faith, amen, when we are believing on him as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, that's making reference to the inward part, amen, how do you have a cup that is running over unless something is coming out from the inside, amen, something's coming forth from the inside, it's springing forth, it's the Holy Ghost that Amen. The writer of Psalms 23 and 5, amen, is making reference to a prophetic reference to that the cup, amen, that is our vessels, that is our lives, can have, can be such that, that it runs over with blessings. Amen. That's making reference to the Holy Ghost. God wants to fill you full of His Spirit to make you have a cup that runs over for everybody else around you to enjoy. Psalm 16 and 5, if we could stand to our feet and the musicians could come. The Lord is my portion. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. Amen. I'm talking about a cup that runs over, full of the Spirit of God, full of the presence of the Lord. The Lord is the portion of of my cup I want my life I want to make a commitment that my life in 2018 would be filled with his spirit that not a day would go by that I don't have a full cup I want my, my cup to run over not just with spiritual blessings as well but I also want the financial blessings that God wants to pour in my life I, I want the relational blessings that God wants to pour into my life I I want all the blessings that God has in store for my life, but I want them for your family. And if we make that conscious decision, that conscious choice, that in 2018, I'm going to have a cup that is running over. And I want to have a life that is able to be a blessing to my family, able to be a blessing to my world, able to be a blessing in my school or my job. I want to have a cup that is running over. I want something extra to give. When I leave this place on Sunday morning, I want to have enough to give to somebody else. When I leave this house, what shall I render unto the Lord for all His benefits toward me? Psalm 116, what shall I render unto the Lord for all of His benefits toward me? In, in view, in lieu of all the things that God's done in our lives, what shall we render to Him for all of His benefits? Psalm 116 says, I will take the cup of salvation.
and call upon the name of the Lord. I'm going to take my life. I'm going to allow God to fill me up. I'm going to call upon His name. I'm going to allow the blessings in my life to overflow and touch somebody else. That's the only way that this church will grow is if we determine in our souls, I'm going to have a cup that is running over. It's got to be enough. It's got to be more than enough just for me, but there's got to be enough for my neighbors, for my family, for somebody else. Amen. I want God to use me. I want God to fill my cup. And I want to dedicate my life to God. I want to call upon the name of the Lord. I want God to have His way in my life. If we could this time, let's all come to the front. Amen. I want us to begin to reach out to God this Sunday morning. Amen. As we close out this service with a song. Amen. I want us to begin to reach out to God. The musicians and singers are going to sing right now. Amen. I want us to just come to the Lord and ask Him, God, 